and good morning or good afternoon or good evening or good life. Happy life. This is Aaron Eskilsen and this is episode number three of Everlasting Resilience. In this short uh, 20 to 25 minute podcast, we will talk about maybe tips, maybe research, maybe ideas on how to build resilience. And the main idea of our podcast is to fall down. Maybe falling down is allowed. We need to allow ourselves to fall down and make mistakes. But what is mandatory is for us to get back up, to get back up and to try again, to get back up and to be perseverant, maybe to try that relationship again, maybe to try a new business again, maybe to try again in our health endeavors, whether it's dieting or going into exercise, but really to build this resilience of getting back up, being persistent and being really disciplined in our endeavors, in our adventures. So we were talking about in our earlier episode, we talked a little bit about grief. I share with you my father's passing and how that affected in my early years and in my early adulthood. And we talked a lot about not judging the mistake, not judging the other person and not judging myself. And I want to build upon that this week because this week I want to talk a little bit about the scientific tips and the scientific backup of how to build resilience, you know, from a more neurological, neuroscientific point of view. And you know that I like to combine a lot of between science and, of course, spirituality. I've been studying Kabbalah for, for many years now. I've also been studying Dr. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural. And I really believe that the main tool that human being has is the power of his or her consciousness. And when we mean consciousness, we mean awareness. What am I aware of in my day-to-day? What am I aware of in my surroundings? So let's say that I'm going to a family dinner or I'm going to, you know, a professional meeting, I'm a meeting in my job. What am I aware of in the other person? Am I only thinking about his or her mistakes and how he or she is doing things wrong? Or maybe it's a social gathering. Am I only aware of, oh, what an ugly dress. Oh, he smells really bad. He or she smells bad. This is wherever your consciousness and your thoughts are, that is where the person is going to be said Raphael Berg. So I really need to be aware of what am I thinking? What am I aware of in the situation? Maybe it's even in your city. You know, many people now with the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, believe it or not, may have a little bit of resentment towards the government, you know, towards the mayor, towards the authority. I've shared with you, I live in Latin American country at the time. I live in Panama City, Panama. And sometimes it appears when, when I go into a cab or into an Uber or I go to a party that there's this collective resentment towards the government for not handling the pandemic correctly. And once again, we need to transcend this duality of life, good or bad, correct or incorrect. Because by the way, when we have this duality towards others, whether it is our family, whether it is our spouse, whether it is the government, we also have this duality with ourselves. And this is something that Byron Katie speaks a lot about in her amazing job, The Work, The Work by Byron Katie. We usually judge our neighbor the same way we judge ourselves. The same thing that I see bad in the other person, I can sometimes see in myself and I really reject in myself. So the first thing that we need to do, as we were talking about in the past few weeks, in the past few episodes, I need to really transcend duality. I need to really see life. My consciousness, my awareness needs to be non-duality. I don't want to get too deep into it, but Kabbalah speaks about the tree of life reality. The tree of life reality 
reality is where I don't see life fragmented as good or bad or right or wrong or I don't see myself as good or bad or I don't see myself as right or wrong. And once again, that mistake, that falling down that I had many years ago, whether it was addictions, whether it was bad relationship, whether it was I lost a business partner or I lost a big business, I can see that event. I can see that person and I can see myself through the filter, through the consciousness of non-duality. I actually needed that challenge to awaken my consciousness. I actually needed that problem in my life or that maybe it was even a legal issue or maybe it was a health issue that had to come into my life so I was able to awaken my consciousness and be able to fulfill my limitless potential. Okay? So once again, your mistake from the past is an intricate part of your success in the future. If you would draw a straight line and connect the dots, that falling down that you had in your family, that mistake that you had in your business connects to a present or future success. Once I am able to do one thing, first of all, not judge myself, not judge the situation, transcend duality, learn and say, you know something, I wouldn't do it again. Right now, the Aaron of today wouldn't commit that mistake again. So when I see myself that I have grown, when I see myself that I have outgrown my, you know, selfish desires where I only wanted all the money for myself and I only wanted to backstop my partner or I only wanted to be unfaithful in my relationship, I wouldn't do that today. I am a new person today. I have been able to change my behavior. I have been able to transcend that need of approval maybe from other people. Or I have been able to transcend that need to always be successful and always have this result and always have things my way. If I am able to change that consciousness, if I am able to switch that mindset and say to myself, I make a commitment that today I would not make that mistake, then that is the way where you're able to connect the dots from the mistake of the past to the future success, okay? And once again, how do you see this scientifically? So I would really recommend that you guys see some type of video on YouTube of neurotransmitters. I don't know how much you guys are familiar with neurotransmitters. Basically, neurotransmitters are chemicals through which neurons communicate. We know that the human brain and the human body has billions and billions of billions of neurons. So the way that one neuron basically talks to each other, to the one next to it, is through a neurotransmitter. Even though no neuron touches upon the next one, they connect through neurotransmitters. And this is how basically much of uh, depression medication works. Their type of medication called SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And the way that when someone has depression, they don't have as much serotonin in their brain. Therefore, they are able to create a surplus of serotonin so it will balance it out. By the way, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a neuroscientist. I talk about this from my own experience. I have mentioned that I am diagnosed with bipolar disorder and I have been taking medication for the past maybe 15 or 20 years now. So basically, the way that this medication works is that, that it works be, between maybe for to stimulate the neurons to produce more dopamine, more serotonin, more of these neurotransmitters. The thing is that there is another neurotransmitter that is not so cool that you can google it it's called cortisol daniel goleman speaks about cortisol when he speaks about emotional intelligence so when there is an excess of cortisol in the brain we are really stressed and it can lead to the famous or rather infamous fight or flight syndrome so either i am reactive and i fight the situation and i maybe say an insult to the other person or maybe i talk negative to myself I am the big inner critic, or maybe I just 
decide to run away and I decide to avoid confrontation or avoid the other person or avoid the fear and the sadness. So what happens when we need to be resilient? When we make this mistake, let's say we fell down towards the addiction once again, whether it is drugs, whether it is alcohol, whether it is the addiction to always be right and always win an argument, or maybe I said something in you know, offensive to another person. Maybe I said an insult. Maybe I was too aggressive to someone in the workplace. I need to be able to switch my consciousness and know, okay, I have a lot of cortisol in the brain right now. How can I maybe turn down that, that reaction, not be the victim of the situation, not be the victim of, let's say, the other person's aggressiveness, or maybe let's say it was traffic and get back up by re-regulating that cortisol. So one way to re-regulate that cortisol, it is maybe doing exercise. Daily exercise regulates that cortisol. But now I would like to share with you something that I read in an article called Five Science Back Strategies to Building Resilience from the Greater Good Magazine. It is a publication from Berkeley University. And I loved this specially amazing tip that says practice self-compassion. And the way that we practice self-compassion is to be able to be mindful of three things. First of all, how would you treat a friend if he or she did the same mistake? And this is key to changing my consciousness. Many times we are 100% kinder to someone else, to a friend, to a spouse, to a family member than ourselves. So we need to practice that self, same self-compassion that we are with another person, with ourselves. The way that a fellow coach of mine, a friend of mine who's also a coach, told me the other day, I want to be that amazing friend that I am to other people. You are not alone. You are not the only person in the world who is going through this addiction, who is going through this anger, who is going through this resentment of the government or resentment from COVID. So by practicing self-compassion, we are able to see ourselves from another point of view and not self-criticize ourselves and not maybe be so hard on ourselves. Another tip that, that is from this article, Five Science Back Strategies to Building Resilience, it is about actually writing down and journaling. It's called expressive writing, writing down and journaling about this negative situation. It says, a 1988 study found that participants who did expressive writing for four days were healthier six weeks later and happier up to three months later when compared to people who only wrote about superficial topics. So what are we doing right here right now with expressive writing? I am letting the anger go. I am letting that maybe resentment. I am maybe letting that guilt out of my system. I am detoxifying from that guilt, detoxifying from that anger. I write everything down in a paper, whether it is, I would recommend something physical, not something like a Google Doc or a Word document, but write everything down, write your anger. Maybe I tr I wanted to say something to someone in the past, but I didn't have the courage to say to that person. I write down a special letter to that person. I let everything go. I face my fears. I face my anger. I let everything go. And then after that, with that paper, I can either dissolve it in water or with all of the necessary safety and security measures, I can burn it. If you're in a closed space, don't try to burn it. Dissolve it better in water. But what I'm actually doing is that I am transmuting that energy. I am transmuting all everything, all of the anger, all of the sadness, all of the guilt, all of the resentment, 
that I had in that letter, I am transmuting that energy. That is something that I also read in a book by Karen Berg, To Be Continued, which is a book, an, an amazing book on Tikkun and how maybe some things in life just keep on repeating themselves until I am able to learn the lesson. Once again, what are we talking about today? We're talking about building daily resilience and we're talking about science-based facts. The first thing that I need to do, once again, I need to regulate my levels of cortisol. Remember, neurotransmitters direct the way your brain works. When there is too much cortisol in the brain, I may have a fight or flight response and I may not see the world just as it is. Because what happens is that too much cortisol doesn't let me see reality as it is. I may see reality more complicated. I may see my job as more difficult. I may see my mistake or my falling down as something that is that's an unsurmountable pain, unsurmountable stress. So what do I need to do? I need to let that cortisol go. I can do some exercise. I can do some expressive writing. I can maybe eat differently. I can maybe do some meditation, some mindfulness meditation. You know, I really practice something called Theta Healing, which is amazing. You can Google Theta Healing. You can also read from the Zohar. But it's really, really important to regulate my levels of cortisol so I am able to make decisions and talk to the other person from a place of peace, from a place of wholeness. Okay. Also, we talked a little bit about self-compassion and about Byron Katie, you know, judge your neighbor. Many times we judge the other person the same way we judge ourselves. So we, we really need to be able to be more kind with ourselves. And in, in that way, we will be kinder with the other person. We will be more kind with life. Something else that I wanted to share with you today. And by, and by the way, this is, this is something really important when we talk about resilience and especially about visualization, about resilience. Why do we sometimes cannot let go of the past? Why do we sometimes cannot let go of maybe a relationship for the past or a business from the past? And once again, my levels of cortisol, my level of consciousness is always focusing on what happened three months ago or what happened three years ago. And this is, by the way, something that actually happened to me this week. We cannot let go from the past because what we actually can't let go of is of the illusion of the future that will not happen now. What does this mean? This means that, for example, if I had a mistake in my job and a deal fell through last week and I say, you know, I can't believe this deal fell through. I can't believe this client didn't come through. I can't believe this relationship didn't work. What I actually can't let go of is not that thing from the past, but it is the future with that customer or the future with that business deal or with the future with that relationship that I imagined myself, that I made a storyline in my head, that I even made a Netflix series. I'm on like season three of my own Netflix series that I created as an illusion in my head. So once again, how does these science-based facts with resilience help us? Well, to be in the here and in the now. Dr. Joe Dispenza says in his book, Becoming Supernatural, that the only true change that we can do is when we are in the generous present moment. And what does it mean to be in the generous present moment when I say yes to the present moment, when I say yes to what's happening right now in my life, and when I accept myself just as I am in that precise moment? There has been countless, countless research on mindful meditation. And the first thing that they tell you in mindful meditation is when you can observe yourself, not from the point of view of the pain, you are not the thought, you are not the pain, but when you can observe it that way and not judge it and accept it and say yes to it. So what would happen in my life if I say, you know something, I can accept where I am right now and I can co-create 
a new and better future from saying yes to the now, from saying yes to where I am today. Yes, there are some things that maybe they're not of my particular liking. Sometimes in maybe my financial life is not of my particular liking, but I say yes to it. Yes, maybe my relationship is not where I want it to be, but I say yes to it. When I come from a place of yes, when I come a place from a place of accepting the moment just as it is, once again, when we go back to the to the scientific to the scientific research about it, it says meditation. One of the most commonly studied mindfulness program is the eight week long mindfulness based stress reduction MBSR, which teaches participants to cope with challenges using a variety of meditation, including the ones, for example, of observing the present moment just as it is, including the one of saying yes to the present moment and to not seeing the issue as I am the sadness or I am the negative thought or I am the stress, but actually observing it from a third party point of view and accepting it just as it is. I can maybe, one minute, it says one meditation that might be particularly effective at calming down our negative thoughts is the body scan. Here you focus on each body part and in, for example, from head to toe, and you can choose to let go of any areas of tension you discover. By the way, I've done this. And it is amazing when I am, when I'm, when I'm closing, you, you can close your eyes and you can imagine yourself having your consciousness, your awareness, your attention on each of your body parts and just saying yes to the tension, accepting the tension. Even when there is pain in some area of your, of your body, if you can agree to the pain, instead of judging the pain and resisting the pain, if you're able to agree with the pain and feel it without any judgment. It is amazing how we can sometimes be able to transform that pain. Yes, even though for for a slight second, you will feel more pain as you get your attention into it. But if you don't judge it and if you accept it as part of the process, it's amazing how our consciousness can actually transcend that pain. And that is what I would like to actually do now. If I would like to close off the session today with a little bit of meditation, I would like to set an intention for the meditation. I would like for us to actually do what we were talking about in the last few minutes about accepting the present moment just as it is and letting go of any illusion that we created about the future. Because once again, your mistake from the past is an intricate complement to your success from the present and from the future. And I really need to let go of the illusion that I had with this relationship. I really need to let go of the illusion I had with, with this business relationship, with this business deal and open up my heart. And what does it mean to open up my heart? To try again, to get back up and try again with another business deal, to get back up and try again with another relationship, to know that I am worthy of all of that success. And I allow myself to feel that imagined success, that imagined fulfillment once again. I know that I have mentioned to this to, to you various times when I'm talking about a goal, whether it is a financial goal, whether it is I want to move apartments, whether it is I want to manifest a loved one, I need to see it from three important perspectives. First of all, my goal is possible for me right here, right now. Second of all, I am capable and able to manifest that goal right here, right now. And third, I am worthy of all of the success, fulfillment, happiness that that goal might bring. And what does it mean? Worthiness, I give myself permission to be that happy, to be as successful because I deserve it in the here and in the now. I have done all the work. I have pushed all the hours. I give myself permission to manifest more success, more happiness, more fulfillment in the here and in the now. So I would like to set that intention for us to let go of the past, let go of the illusion of the future and co-create more resilience
we're going to make a short visualization. If we can close our eyes. Arm cross arms and legs. Take a deep in-breath. Out-breath. Once again, breathe in. Breathe out. And I'm going to focus on my heart center. And I'm going to think, my mind is telling my heart, Thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. Just as simple as that. If you have any thoughts, remember to observe the thoughts and not judge them. I'm just going to tell my heart, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. This moment is perfect, and I am perfect in the here and in the now. Thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. I'm going to be aware of my body. I'm going to be aware of my arms. Without opening my eyes, I'm going to feel my arms and my hands. Feel the energy inside my arms and my hands. And once again, say, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. My heart space is going to glow a little bit more. I'm going to see maybe a color red or a color pink or violet color. And once again, be aware of my arms, my body and say, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. I'm going to be aware of my feet my legs, my thighs. And I'm going to imagine as if every cell of my body was saying, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. It is just the way it is. It's great, just the way it is. Thank you, I love you. And I'm going to feel like if my heart was telling my whole body, my head, my eyes, my nose, my throat, my spine, my body, my lungs, my internal organs, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. You are enough just the way you are. Thank you, I love you. You can imagine as if you were underneath a body of water, pool or the ocean, nice color blue. And when you inhale, you're going to find a bright color blue inside of your body. 
accepting the moment just as it is. Thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. It's like a space inside of you, non-judgmental space. non-dual space where I don't see the world as good or bad I just love myself thank you I love you thank you I love you now I'm going to visualize that thing from the past that I can't let go whether it's a relationship whether it's a business deal, whether it's a legal issue or a health issue. And I'm going to consent and say, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. And I'm going to imagine as if a bright light would illuminate inside of the event or of the person and you're just going to say yes. Thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. This particular event, person or situation, led you to look for an answer, led you to look for growth, led you to look for forgiveness. To this podcast, to a book, to spirituality I consent and I say thank you I love you thank you I love you I am aware of this event in a non-duality way not good not bad not right nor wrong thank you Now once again, I'm going to focus on my energy, on my heart center. I'm going to focus on growing this non-judgmental space inside of me. Thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. And now I will see my intended future in another perspective than from the past, I'm going to imagine that ideal relationship, that ideal health, that ideal business deal or legal issue, the ideal final result. What would it look like completely result, the best benefit? And I'm going to say once again, thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. But what you're going to see is as if it was a cable or an extension coming out of that goal, connecting to your heart center. And you're going to realize that this success this fulfillment is already within me. And once again, 
I feel all the cells of my body saying, thank you, I love you, thank you, I love you. I accept the moment just as it is. Thank you, I love you. Thank you, I love you. I'm going to shower in a bright white light. It can be a big cascade, a big waterfall of light, merciful light. I'm going to clean any negative energy. And I'm going to come back to the here and the now when I count backwards from three to one, three, two, one. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for this episode number three. I want to just tell you, you cannot change the past. We cannot change the past, but we can change the story we tell ourselves about the past. We can change the way we see the past. Nelson Mandela said, the greatest glory in living lies not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. And that is what everlasting resilience is, to open up our hearts and to know that our intended future that fulfillment, that success, that happiness already lives within us. Have an amazing week. My name is Aaron Eskilsen, and I will see you next week in Everlasting Resilience. Bye-bye.